0: It doesn't matter which version you play. They I've I've played incorrect. the good version of it too. Correct. I've played I've played the good version of it too, and it's still a terrible game. Um, yeah, let's fight. That's I see I wanna I wanna play it again though. I wanna I wanna refresh no, my don't. memory before we You don't I do, I do. play it again. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey everybody, and John Hines. Hello, hello. And it's just the three of us, mm. you and, uh, I, and I. I don't know why I felt—I don't know why I felt you. like I needed to do that just oh, now, I but we've had—we've <laughs> had all four. We've had a full house for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it might be the eggnog. It might be the eggnog. <laughs> but uh, I endorse eggnog. Anyways. uh... We're back, as always, to talk some video games per usual, mm-hmm. and uh, why don't you take things away uh, and get us started, Randall, and get us warmed up here.
1: Yeah. So I got an Xbox Series X. I managed to get a hold of one of these things. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. To, you,
0: beat, to, uh, you beat dj to the race to the uh, next generation i know <laughs> he was hot on that ps5 but with,
1: and i'll be fair i'll be fair the ps5 has been a little bit harder to get even than the xbox series x for uh, sure you know, yeah that's like and the aftermarket kind of proves that fact as far as the mm-hmm. prices some of these things go for yeah me. it's insane i would not pay aftermarket prices <laughs> i was uh although i did pay bundle prices um because mm. i had to get it <laughs> through gamestop so i'm not sure that that's too much better although i did get the uh the little little expansion ssd thing for an extra terabyte which has already come in handy because these (laughs) games are pretty large um yeah (laughs) and game pass uh means that you know there's a lot there all the time uh to download you know essentially for free if you have the subscription service so yeah i'm constantly like yeah i'll download that maybe i'll get to it um but yeah, it's been fun because I've already got the 4K TV, but I didn't really have anything to to kind of take advantage of it that much. Um, I had an Xbox One X kind of when that came out, and that d- that does some 4K stuff, but not at like uh, not at full frames, you know. Typically, yeah, not and not many of the games no. offered it. It
0: was more like the stuff, like the streaming services yes. that would offer you know video and stuff
1: like that. But exactly. Yeah. Um, but the Series X is, is a beef. Um, this, this thing can run a lot of games, uh, 4K60. And the main reason I picked one up this quickly um, was backwards compatibility. I love what Microsoft does with backwards compatibility. It's yeah. amazing. It's I'm, I'm new
0: to the platform
1: with Xbox One, but yeah, I love it already. And I don't even have anything to go backwards with. Right, uh, and I do, I was, I was able to carry my account over from my 360 days. I still have the same castle crashers icon, which yes. is hilarious because now, yeah. like so it came over, but it's like a really small icon in the middle of my <laughs> profile picture. It takes up like at best, like 30% of my profile picture, uh, real estate. Um, but I'm, keeping that's it. great. Uh, but no, I'm enjoying it for all those backwards compatibility and the auto HDR functionality. Um, Like playing Geometry Wars 2 on this 4K TV with HDR means that like all the lighting effects and like neon just pops off the screen in a really cool way. Like the closest I can compare it to is is in, in like a video game sense that I've experienced is like when you first tried the 3DS and like the 3DS is kind of affects that way where you're like wow this is kind of a new thing this is a new way to view this i'm getting (laughs) kind of similar vibes not in a 3d way but in like a wow this is like popping off the screen a bit more than i'm used to out of a a television um so the series x is doing that with games that i bought you know whatever eight ten years ago yeah i was gonna say
0: geometry wars 2 even though it was the sequel is not like a brand new game
1: (laughs) by any means. no that was still a 360 game um Yeah, yeah yeah And it's like it feels like a new experience because of the the auto HDR and the backwards compatibility stuff they do. And then getting into games is so fast. Um, getting back into games is like automatic to the point where it, it feels like a Switch when you have a Switch game open. It's kind of the same effect. And I oh man, like, nice hard to go back uh, honestly. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, you don't need
0: to. Yeah. No, yeah. You're, you're able. That's so cool. And, and again, to just kind of reiterate why I like that backwards compatibility as somebody who didn't have the consoles before. Right. Even I could bitch, actually, because I did have a 360 and I, I sure was did. not able to transfer my account. I think I might have mentioned that on a previous episode of the podcast, but I couldn't recover it. I couldn't remember my password. That's that's, I guess, on me half halfway. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm able to the game. A lot of these games I thought were lost to time. Right. On like the PS3, right. you know, I had a lot of games on my PS3. My PS3 overheats the second I turn it on, so it's like uh-huh. I don't want to buy another PlayStation 3. Right. And maybe I forgot the password on that. Who knows if I'll even be able to recover that account? So it's right. like I can go back and buy like uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes and Critter Crunch and like all these games I loved on my PS3. I can just buy them on. Presumably the new Xbox console, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's just so cool that that those games are available when the you know that's a worry with
1: these digital platforms for sure. Yeah, and you can you can go back and play them. I mean, there's a bunch of original Xbox games that are on the you know the digital storefront. Like most of the yeah. ones that are notable are there, and they play better yeah. than they ever have. It's like really, hell yeah, I love that. I played uh, I
0: played a little bit on again on my Xbox One, but uh, Panzer Dragoon, yeah uh, man, Orta, yeah that was on. I think they took it off Game Pass, but it looked great. I mean, it looked obviously better than like a dreamcast game i mean it looked it looked nice it looked like a super sharp xbox game i actually and uh, with that arcadey style it it worked
1: I booted Orta um, because I had heard that was another good game for that auto HDR functionality and it it, nice a week or two ago and it's oh man it's beautiful and like everything pops out with the the Dragoon shooting its lasers out like it it just looks so good it's so smooth and I just love the Panzer Dragoon games anyway Um, yeah they're super fun yeah very pleased about that but yeah that was all in the before timeline and I'm glad I still own it because like lately times have been very stressful uh, We're I haven't played too much in the meantime, uh, not to get too into it, but not just my job, but my whole agency was about to be dissolved. So I uh, didn't have a lot of Yeesh. brain real estate otherwise um, lately. Uh, yeah. But Rocket League is really good for that. Um, <laughs> hey, it's
0: always there. Rocket League's always there Rocket for us. Rocket League is always there <laughs> no. for you. And always there for everybody
1: it now really that it's is. free to play, so It is. And, and on that same subject, I, I'll give them credit. You know, developers of Rocket League because it's like it's free to play, but I don't feel like it's too predatory. I feel like I'm still having the same experience. And it helps, of course, that I'm carrying over an account that I've had for years now. So I have a lot of unlocks already, but. I didn't feel but even like it still there was like changed. it never it's like purely was. cosmetic it yeah. seems
0: right. like anything is just like do you want to drive the jeep from Jurassic Park <laughs> give us 5 bucks you right. know otherwise you're going to have to drive this like kind of generic
1: looking dragster or whatever yeah. or the or the awesome van with like Yeah the <laughs> van I
0: I love <laughs> that van.
1: I I decked out the van with all the Christmas stuff that I had unlocked I think from when I was playing it on PS4 you know, so a yeah. while ago, um, probably like four or five years ago, but yeah, uh, nice. that's just such a great game to go back to when you have no brain left and you just like, <laughs> I just want to push buttons and just, just stare at this blankly, um, <laughs> and, and win some matches and get my rank up. And it's, it's so good for that. And it's even better on the new Xbox. Cause it just plays beautifully. And it's like, yeah, full, full frame rate, You know, I I feel like I'm playing better on this new system because I can see everything clearer and it's just like so fast to me. I don't know. It's great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah,
0: Rocket League is just always, always good. That's like my go-to of like, hey, I want to either like listen to this podcast or listen to this new album or whatever. Just like I need to shut my brain down, like and focus on kind of something else, but also be occupied.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. That's it. And once again, the HDR, all the neon in that game too pops out like crazy. So that helps too.
0: Nice. All right. Well, before we get off the Xbox stuff, even though I'm a generation behind still, you know, I was actually booting up a game on Game Pass that I think you also checked out real quick, Randall, because I threw it in the discord. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys should check out uh, Unruly Heroes, because I know you and Tina like to play a lot of co-op games together. Um, And this one, it seemed like right off the bat, there's like it's a. 2D side-scrolling like platformer slash beat 'em up, I would say, where there's yeah. four different characters you can swap between the four different characters, and it's made by it's a new team. I forget, I think it's like Magic Design Games or something, but uh, we'll have a link in the episode description. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot of former Ubisoft devs, and uh, specifically a lot of devs that came from the Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends team. And you could, I know it. Randall. Yeah, you can feel it although Randall, you and I disagree on oh, yeah. those games quite a bit oh, and yeah. it sounds like we might disagree on this game <laughs> a little bit too. Yeah. In totally opposite directions. Yes. So that I kind of I'm kind of interested to have this discussion here but mm-hmm. real quick, I guess with Unruly Heroes uh, being that I kind of pitched it to you as like, "Hey, let you should check this out." Like it's you know, for me, Rayman Legends and Origins, like they're kinda like a little like I know those games get praised as like, you know, some of the best 2D, you know, modern two D platformers in recent memory. Great games. And uh I just like I don't know, the controls feel kinda slippery, kinda floaty, like kind of what you were mentioning with ukulele and the impossible uh. layer to me. Like I feel like that game just feels so imprecise, like I don't know if I'm going to jump like while I'm running and do like a longer jump or if I or if I'm still not running yet and I'm just going to do this like super high, you know, like jump where I don't have any momentum and I can't cover distance. It's all momentum based, baby. I don't know. I just I really well. I you know I don't like Sonic either, so right. maybe that's yeah. That's <laughs> maybe that's, that's part of the yeah. problem because yep. uh, yeah, a lot of those levels are like those rhythm levels, and like yep. the games are gorgeous. Yes, this. certainly no exception on Unruly Heroes. At least to me, it's like it's a little more gaudy. I would say yeah. But the, but those Rayman games are pretty gaudy too. Like they're really like kind of extreme in their like art style, in their
1: vibrancy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and the reason I kind of mentioned this game in particular is because I, I just I can't remember why I even downloaded it the thumbnail for the game oh, is terrible. just terrible It's, it's awful. like this it's like all like yellow and or it just like it looks like why would i play this game
1: and i don't i again i don't remember why i decided to download the it. the icon but. looks not to harp on it too much but it looks more like a generic like ios thing or something like yeah it
0: looks like a point and click game or yeah. something like it it just doesn't i don't know yeah but uh but i decided to download it anyways and i was really into it like that you you kind of have like you have four characters but there's sort of two that are like they some of them have different abilities but there's yeah. kind of two that are similar Two, like, each two pairs that are very similar, right? I guess is what yep. I was trying to say, where there's, like, two characters that can kind of do a double jump yep. and have, like, a regular, like, weapon sort of attack, yep. and then two characters that have a higher jump that seems to be just about as high as a double jump. Pretty close. Um, And then you can also, like, kind of hold down and do, like, a Princess Peach, like, yep. hover, little or glide. Like more of, like, a Mario with a cape, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I was really into it. Like I was, pl- I played, it has like a very similar structure to the Rayman games where you're like playing one level at a time and mm-hmm. you have like, you know, time goals where you want to try to beat if, to get the best score and all that stuff and coin collectibles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I also thought was done a little better. Like the, all those lumps that you could collect in the Rayman games. I thought it was just like a little too much. I thought, like, oh, I, I, like I thought this lumps. was like a little better laid out, like, there, there weren't any of those like specific ones where like a lot of times in Rayman, you'll have to like collect like a bigger like fat lump oh, yeah. and it'll like trigger like Ooh. a chain that you have to collect. But it's like, I, I don't know. I just liked the kind of more simplicity of just like, hey, just collect these coins that are on the screen that you can see. Um, I like
1: me. But, uh, but yeah,
0: what what about you? I, I like again, I, I was kind of surprised, especially once I realized like it was from former rayman devs yeah. i wasn't super excited to boot it up but then when i played maybe the first 3 4 levels i was like i'm i'm into this game
1: i do like i i agree with you that i do like the visuals of the gameplay when you're playing it i don't necessarily like any of the presentation at all leading up to it like icon and then booting the game and then getting into the game all felt kind of like it wasn't polished completely to me and then even in the game I felt like it could use a little bit more polish as far as like when you're flipping characters and stuff. I, I, I wanted a little bit more like clear visual cues on some of this stuff that wasn't quite there. And we got used to it. Um, and I, the game is pretty, but it, I just it's like judge a book by its cover a little bit where like I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. The presentation's a little off and that kind of carried through as a theme for me that i'm like man they, this needed like a few more months to bake in the oven just to do these final like presentation polish touches and maybe a little bit of quality life stuff. And then even playing the levels, I prefer more of the Rayman. The Sonic comparison is pretty good because I kind of prefer that style uh, where it's like momentum, you're kind of flowing through, you're going fast. Um, there's not a lot on the ground to stop your momentum from continuing to jump and you're hitting enemies kind of on the fly where this is a lot more kind of... Um, In Sonic, you're doing that? Yeah. Oh my god.
0: I don't know what I don't know what game you're playing, man. What are you talking but about? I, all all I do is hit enemies when I'm running on the ground. I just hit enemies and run into barriers. It's like it's the most frustrating experience. Oh. That's why I don't like those I games. I don't know what Sonic games you're playing, but <laughs> <laughs> yes there are occasional i'm, I'm stop half messing sonic, around but you got to get good you see them ahead and i guess over. so i guess so but <laughs> hey i'm i'm half messing around but i really do i suck at those games like yeah. i really i never feel like i get in the groove with either sonic or rayman that's like, fair. i feel like i'm i feel like i'm battling the controls at all
1: times that's fair yeah and there's there's definitely people on both sides of that fence you're you're far for, from sure, the only for one. sure yeah um <laughs> but unruly heroes to me is more like it, it it was more platformy and like I have to jump over a lot of stuff and it's very like precision. You have to jump over some of these things. And that got kind of old quickly to me. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, that might be the difference because that's that's typically what I'm looking for in yeah. a platformer.
0: Although I do again, I, there's a game, a demo that I checked out that I'm going to talk about a little later that I that kind of has some sonic elements to like the speed. Ooh. If you're going for the speed running, you don't have to. But if you're going to kind of clear the levels quickly. Yeah. Um, but it feels great. So like I, I, I can enjoy that in games. But like, I don't know, something about. The level design. And it's funny, we were actually talking before the recording about Rayman uh, Jungle Run, which was like an auto runner version of those Rayman games, like from I'm assuming the same team or it's at least got the same, you know, kind of art style and presentation. But because those levels were designed to be like very specifically cleared. Right. And I guess the, the I guess they are, too, in Rayman Legends and Origins, but like. It was just more readable to me, I guess. Like I never felt like I was guessing what I needed to do Mm -hmm. or like I I never felt like my I never was like, oh, I jumped with no momentum. Like I was kind of saying before, like I always like had the momentum I needed to. I I don't know. I I just found none of the frustrations in that game that I found in the in Origins and Legends.
1: What I'll give you a lot for a lot of Sonic games and a little bit in Rayman, although less so is, is sometimes those levels are more fun to replay than they might be to play the first time, because there is some element of like that flow state is easier. If you kind of know what to expect, even to some vague degree. Um, and that's a lot more fun once you kind of have that frame of reference for a given level structure. Yeah. I,
0: I definitely, I, I know what you mean. And especially with Sonic too, because yeah, they're like time. so open-ended, yep. uh, those levels. Uh, but I think like, I don't know. I enjoy that. But like with something like Super Meat Boy, you because even though you're replaying it, you're kind of doing the same thing again yeah. and again and again. But like you because you know what you need to do, like there's no there, there's less of that frustration for me when it's like these single screen mm-hmm. kind of challenges mm-hmm. as opposed to like Sonic again, like I really do feel like I'm always like when I'm running, I got some momentum up oh, hit spikes. Oh, I hit an enemy like I like it again. Maybe I, I do. I'm, I'm not good at these games. Um, yeah. but I, I do find that to be a, a frustration to be like, why I don't go back to them. Not so much Rayman, but like, sure. I guess with Rayman, one of the things that I like more with unruly heroes, like the combat, especially cause Rayman has these like unattached limbs or just has no limbs really just kind of <laughs> yeah. has floating hands. Yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of hard to tell like when you, cause you do have like a melee like punch. It's like kind of finicky. Like I would always find like. my timing would always be Mm. off. Like I'm, I'm punching too late and I'm dying. We're like, I love the punch. I love that attack. It's just in the flow of running. I love it. Oh, I feel like the timing is so off. And, and again, maybe I've just never gotten the groove with the game, but like, um, I feel like with unruly heroes, because most of the characters have like a weapon or like, kind of like an actual attack, Mm -hmm. Um, like it does really feel like a beat up kind of combat. It has a little, a little more, bit, yeah. little more going on mm-hmm. than Rayman. Like every character has like a couple more like smash brothers style combat, I guess, mm-hmm. where there's like a couple different buttons and whatever direction you're facing, you know, or up or down, you know, makes a different attack. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just really found it to be like much more engaging to the point where I am going to go back and try. I, cause I do have Rayman legends on the switch and I really haven't played it other than like i had it on my ps4 or whatever on uh, ps plus and i played it on there and mm-hmm. then i was like ah, oh, you know what maybe i'll get rid of this cartridge on switch i don't need to have this but mm-hmm. i'm having second thoughts after unruly heroes so you should play it we'll on, see if i uh, change
1: my tune wii u is the best way to play rayman legends that's the best version of that game
0: <sighs> i know i know all the what's that character's name that you control with Ooh. the game pad
1: it's been long it's enough like, that i don't remember now It's like this little frog character, Murphy,
0: Murphy, Murphy, or it's—I think it's Murphy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah,
0: it was originally going to be a Wii U exclusive, I believe, and then they uh, and then they changed it, you know, last minute. Well, I wonder how that would work on because I
1: on that one, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Although I, you know, I only played it a little bit on PS4, and I wonder if they ever implemented any of the like touchpad controls i don't know if i ever got to, to the my Murphy recollection levels. they
1: kind of did but you you have to use the you know control sticks essentially in lieu of a touch interface type of thing and it's just not the same
0: yeah well well you know how like the dual shock 4 or whatever has that like touchscreen pad yeah on the front of it yeah, like that would be nice if they use that but enough. i don't i don't think they did i think it was just joystick and it doesn't feel good right Um, Because like it's not just joystick, it's also like you got to do like a lot of timed like button presses of like snip this rope with this kind of just like extra character It's kind of like almost meant to be like a co-op mode. Yep. I I feel that's why I love where that would really shine. Yeah,
1: basically through that game that way. And it was amazing. That's that's the way it was developed.
0: Yeah. But I I would say what I will say is I would say either on Wii U or like any version of it, I would say it kind of falters as a single player game like i do feel like you almost need to have a second player controlling that murphy character it personally like i I didn't find it enjoyable to be playing by myself and also having to multitask with that character yeah like i would i, I would dread those levels like i'm pretty sure that's when i stopped playing like after i hit a few of those i was just like ah i'm done with this game
1: they're so fun on wii u <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Like I said, maybe I'm going to give Legends another try before I potentially pawn it off on my brother and uh, (laughs) give him that give him that game. See what he thinks of it. There you go. So, yeah, I guess before we move on to uh, some other stuff that we're going to talk about, uh, I mentioned briefly a demo that I checked out that kind of had some Sonic vibes. I checked out this game called Aura Scope, Hmm. um, and it's very like it's got sonic vibes in the sense that like you're you know it's a 2d platformer obviously and it's it does have like kind of open-ended routes it seems um and it's you know pretty straightforward on the sense like the controls it took me just a second to get used to there's like a little bit of like a weightiness or like a a gliding like you have a little bit of weight to your like momentum a little momentum you you
1: say yes exactly yeah
0: so, uh, but like you have this almost like a, I don't know if anybody remembers that game Tomba on uh, yeah, PS One, Tomba and Tomba Two, but this like kind of yeah, they're pretty cool and they have really interesting art style yeah. too. Um, but they, they you remember the character had that kind of like dive mechanic, mm-hmm. like where you could kind of like jump and then like your double jump was kind of a dive. So you sort of have this in that game, but you have a really nice sense of control over that while you're in the air, um, and then you also almost have like a Mario like double jump mechanic where like if you do that dive midair when you land on the ground if you you're kind of like landing on your hands because you're doing this dive and then if you if you jump right at that time you do like a spring off your hands and do like an extra high jump nice which feels amazing and then you can also as you're like in the sonic sense is you're like running down an incline you can just hit down and you your character will roll up into a ball I'm into it and just like start mowing down enemies it is like really tough to land on enemies like you have to land like right fucking on top of them um but th- I, this game is like a it's like a beta version of the demo but it feels really polished other than the fact that it like slowed down on me a tiny bit a couple times mm-hmm. but it's just like an opening level that's like Kind of open-ended, like, you know, some light, nowhere near as open-ended as something like Yoshi's Island, but, like, you know, a little bit of that exploration, like, different routes and whatnot, but definitely kind of an emphasis. I'm into it. Yeah, but with an emphasis on also speed running to the point where it looks like they're going to implement, like, ghosts. You can, like, race your best time through levels and, like, race your friends' times and stuff like that, so just a game that's got like a really great pixel art art style. Nice. Oh, and there's a whole other mechanic. Like the main kind of mechanic in the game is like you can actually go up to these blocks and like you activate your oroscope is what I think it's called, the ability and you just like absorb them. You can hold up to 10 at a time and then you'll uh, you'll get up to these like grid areas where you can like reactivate that oroscope and then place blocks within that grid area that you can use then as platforms. Okay. Hmm. And it looks like in the trailers and stuff I've seen um, there's going to be like different types of blocks where they have like, you know, like an upward like wind draft that you need to ride up. So there's going to be like some puzzle platforming going on as well. Nice. Um, it, it just like it played so, so nice. And the only other game from this developer, I, I really want to check it out because it looks like it's a fan made Mario and Luigi like platformer, like to the point where it actually looks like the sprites look more like they're from like the Mario and Luigi RPG games. Nice, (laughs) but they they it's I don't know. It's just like it looked. It was the only other thing they had on Ichio, so I definitely want to check that out because it looks like it doesn't. It looks like a Mario side-scrolling platformer that's going to that's going more for like a traditional Mario game and not like a super kaiju Mario. What not kaiju, but what are those uh, Mario? Those kaizo yeah just those super crazy oh, mario yeah. levels but and then just real quick i played one other demo called elechead uh like electricity head but you mm-hmm. know shortened into one word but really cool concept it was a pretty short demo i think it was just like 15 minutes but it's the polish on this game is unbelievable it has like a couple different palettes you can swap through but basically any platform or wall cuz you, you can't wall jump but you can wall slide but any platform or wall that you're touching yeah. You're because you're kind of controlling this like electric, like chibi robo looking character. Um, anything that you're touching will become then electrified and activated. So you're kind of nice. using that to kind of puzzle platform your way around to open gates. And, you know, just it, that it's pretty simple from what I saw so far. But it, it seems like there is so much more you could do with this concept. Um, I just I can't wait for the full release of this game. And it's from a developer named uh, Nama Takahashi. And I really recommend checking out some of their other games because I also checked out uh, uh, Projection Remains and I Want to Eat the Sun. (laughs) <laughs> and both of them were fantastic. Nice. Um, and I did streams of all these games, too. So, really, like, just a little playthrough of the demos. So, really, really fun. Recommend checking all these out. And specifically, yeah, OroScope and Aleckhead are, like, on very high on my, like, most wanted games. Like, I cannot wait for those to come out in a full-fledged version. So That's awesome. Yeah, but I know, uh, I know you've been poking around with some uh, stuff on the PC as well, John. Yes. So... I picked up the Pico
2: 8 as part of the uh, Itch.io bundle for racial justice that we've mentioned time and time again on this. Yes. 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 That virtual console has been on my radar as soon as I figured or found out about it like years ago. And I, you know, I've always kind of wanted to get into game development, but never got past like a few Unity tutorials or, you know, whatever project I was or platform I was looking at at the time. So uh, Kevin was bringing up uh, High Stakes on a previous episode, which was Mm -hmm. a Pico 8 game that sounded uh, so interesting that I really wanted to play it. And, you know, I had the time and Pico 8 runs on Mac, so my lack of a PC wasn't, you know, really holding me back on that end. So I finally downloaded the
0: Pico 8, started going through the Splore option. I was gonna say, did you do it through like cause you could you can like download the games and a lot of them you could play right in your browser too, but like yeah, you can run the Pico 8 like console, I guess, or platform. And yeah, so you were doing it that way.
2: Yeah, I, I did play a, a couple rounds like on Itchio because you can just play it in your browser on Itchio, but I yeah, it did end up just like putting it on my favorites list on the Pico eight because it did kind of, you know, remind me of playing emulators, and, like, that's yeah, exactly yeah. how, like, I kind of associated it with, Guess because it is, you know, it, it feels like a, even though it's a, a new, quote-unquote, console, like, uh, it is, it does feel like you're playing an emulator if you're playing it on a computer, like, and right. with just yeah. uh keyboard and, like, the uh WASD keys or arrow keys so is that how you
1: played the games generally yeah i played
2: i played everything and some of them do allow for uh mouse support too which is Mm. really nice uh like one of the games uh kevin recommended to me was break off and that i think is exclusively uh
0: uh, mouse controls you actually can play it with the controller but it feels very weird but you can (laughs) kind of like hold down a button and then pull in whatever direction you're kind of like Doing like sort of like a slingshot, like Angry Birds style uh, mechanic okay. where you're like grabbing the ball and like pulling it away, and but it, it feels you know, how,
2: so. I like, can't imagine like getting the level of precision that a mouse. Oh yeah, would the get mouse right.
0: feels so nice because it, and it lets you grab anywhere on the screen. You don't have to grab like right on the ball. That's nice, oh. and that feels so nice. Okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because like you are uh, limited by the
2: borders in Break off. It's like breakout golf. Like you, uh, it's a golf game that you need to clear break a certain amount of blocks on the field before
0: the hole appears and that's how you clear it that's awesome yeah it's more like more like mini golf you yeah. know you're like you're not like shooting anything in the air it's Correct. all like top down it's, it's all putting mini golf but like yeah
2: yeah i didn't know that you didn't have to click on the ball because if the ball is ever in the bottom corner and i needed it to go i'm like i can't I'm wasting, like, three shots because I can only go as far I as the border. I can't get enough power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: God. that's. Yeah. It took me a minute to figure that out as well. <laughs> All right. But that that, that was but a I really think... clever
2: idea, and I really liked that game. But, like, that, that was just, you know, so you have these
0: different control way, uh, mechanics for different games. Nice. Yeah, and GamePad. It supports GamePad for even if you're playing in the browser as well, which oh, wow. is really nice. Like, I just hook up my 8-bit dough, uh sn30 and i can pretty much uh, there are a few games that don't but for the most part you can you know you can play it with a controller that's awesome
2: oh it's great yeah yeah um but yeah so i I played uh a bit of high stakes Uh, i was able to clear the first level because there are different levels that you bet in your blood uh to (laughs) advance through and i'm
0: I'm really bad. It's at the so game. hard. <laughs> it's I'm so fucking hard because it's well. There is a lot of luck involved. Oh for yeah, sure, absolutely. But like, like it is a gambling game where there, there you're taking chances, which I think I mentioned last week.
2: Oh yeah, but like it, it is like again. Well, uh, even though it's high stakes it's a low enough stakes game that like you can feel like yeah. you know I'm, i can just play like another round immediately right like you you're never like in such a bad enough position that you don't feel like no oh, like
0: despair at whatever <laughs> how bad yeah, starting over doesn't doing. feel that bad like the mechanics are still fun right at the beginning of the game so yeah. it's not like oh it's you know i gotta start over to get to where i was like it's still fun that's so. a sign of a great game um, Oh yeah. yeah, and I I was actually able able to make it to the third table Woo. the other day, and uh, it is very hard. And I think there's four or five tables total. Oh geez, but man, it but you can still go back and forth between them too. Like you can be like, okay, I don't want to go, I don't want to play as high of stakes. So I'm going to go back and play some lower stakes right. uh, tables. So I'm not putting as, you know, each table, your like minimum back goes right. up so. Up in the ante. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that one as well, John. Yeah. And another one that you recommended to me was Molecules uh, by Matthias. Oh, nice. And I I mentioned it because, yeah, I totally forgot to mention this last week when I was uh, hyping up the Pico 8. Oh, yeah. And like it's I, I remember like, you were like oh yeah john this is right up your alley
2: for a puzzle game and it's uh a 3d like it will show you the level beforehand as it rotates the level which is a series of uh circles or orbs in like nodes kind of yeah yeah but they're like connected in a 3d uh arrangement uh, but as soon as the level starts they're locked in a camera view okay. so you have to kind of like internalize it when they do like the sweep before you start playing the actual level and then you have to move and collect all of the like orange nodes before the final node is uh, like able to be accessed and completed and you can't okay. double back on anything so like if you're stuck in an area you fail and you have to restart and i remember like in the first like 10 levels or so it was really i it was it was a great way to like introduce you to the mechanics because it doesn't really explain it other than like just how you like the directions like you move up down left and right and then z and x if you're playing on keyboard or the two face buttons if you're playing in any other virtual way like are mm-hmm. the way that you move along the uh, z axis Um, yeah in the 3d plane so like the first like 10 levels or so are if you grasp it and are familiar with like these kinds of
0: puzzles are really really like easy they're really easy yeah i would say even the first three are almost like and you almost can't make a mistake. Like yes. They're like almost teaching you the mechanics, like just follow the path. And like now you see what you can do. Mm-hmm. And that's how it felt to me. Yeah. So like the first
2: like 10 levels or so, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if like this is actually going to be for me. And then the difficulty just ramps up. And that was <laughs> uh, just at the right time for me to be like. Oh, yeah. Now I actually have to think and like there are I'm, you know, messing up and failing multiple times before I'm like clearing something. And then you have you can get it perfect if like you never like accidentally input uh, something wrong and run into a wall. If you make only the like amounts of moves that are possible and like then you'll get a perfect clear for the level instead of just like success
1: okay and yeah so
2: again like every time i'm like oh yeah gotta make sure i'm doing that like it, it is a very satisfying game and also just really impressive how it is like a quote-unquote 3d game that's, that's
1: what pico i'm having 8. a hard time wrapping my head around like we're talking about pico 8 which yeah. is basically like a faux 8-bit Console like mm-hmm. emulator environment, and we're talking about 3D. Like, and, like and it's yeah. not chugging or anything; it's running this. Like I mean, it is like the, smooth running. Yeah, wow. like,
0: it, it looks really nice. Like when it spins, it's like this like diorama almost. Wow! And, because
2: you can't control during those. As soon as you input uh like a motion, the screen locks in the yeah. position, and then it becomes you know. A, a, I mean, it's it's all like fake 3d and like the sweeps itself like it's it's giving you a static image in 2d like you're not able to move around in 3d but it is a great way to like show that like it there are there are so many tricks like people of like what people are able to get out of this like we, yeah. we mentioned poom on the yeah. like, last time <laughs> yeah. we brought up the pico 8 like i watched a tutorial of like someone explaining how you th- show a like movement in a 3d like camera and like using x and y values on like right. and how you translate that onto a screen and it's wow. incredible like the uh, obviously like it doesn't look like graphically impressive but like the um, like the technicality of it is right. so impressive in that respect yeah. like and i'm getting flashbacks to you know like early 90s like pc games where like i was playing like you know doom or checks quest or oh, yeah. <laughs> like the yes. original Wolfenstein doom 3d yeah. Yes. Mess. And like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's amazing. And uh, <laughs> that's it's, it's awesome. really, really satisfying. But the last game I'll talk about was because I was getting the feeling of this being like an emulator. Like it was really giving me nostalgia for, you know, playing all the like SNES games or NES games for the first time. Cause I never owned those systems, but I mm-hmm. played them on an emulator. Um, yeah. And, like most of the games that i would play were rpgs and i really wanted to find an rpg on uh the pico 8 yeah and there's a surprisingly like small amount of them there's really not
0: many and i would say it's more heavy on like puzzle games platformers and like arcadey type things yeah and i think
2: Part of that is kind of the like just there's a memory limitation on the Pico 8. Like you can only have yeah. so many tiles, you can sure. only have so many anything. So sure. like, even like lines of code, it's like very very specific. Yeah. So like you really can't have very many unique enemies, or if they, right. if they are, then they have to like basically be the a size of a tile. And, right. Like, then you like it, so you, oh, it's just so it's. It's really great, but at the same time, it's, like, frustrating to kind of still see it in its infancy, I guess. Like, because I know that we will get to the point where someone will make something incredible. But, like, Mm -hmm. for the time being, like, people are still kind of figuring it out. And one of the games that is in, uh, I think it's still a work in progress, technically,
0: Yeah, it said it was a demo when I checked it out.
2: Um, Yeah, I think, well, at least the original post for it uh, is it's in version 0.1. or Yeah, that's that's (laughs) the version I played, yeah. Um, (laughs) But it is Wandering Magic by Overkill. And it was originally done for uh, the 3C jam, which is three color, which is also a thing that I think is really strong about it. In that it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks great. It l- looks like very bare bones. It's basically, I think, just like a blue, a red, and black background, okay, and doesn't have a lot of, you know, uh, extraneous information there. But like because of that, it looks like really everything's very like easily, readily understandable, right from right. the get go. Yeah, and like yeah. it doesn't have like it's uh like, kind of an ease, uh, uh style mm-hmm. combat. So you're just walking into enemies, yes. and they're doing damage to you as you're doing damage to them. And you just got to keep doing that and going back to save points and healing. And, like, uh, you'll occasionally come across a, a shop where you can buy a, a higher damage weapon or a nice. higher defense thing. And, like, I uh, got to a point where I was kind of in a grindy loop like i could like move forward but i was going with like very little health and then i was just making it to the next screen only to die so i was like all right i'll just gain a few levels like Mm -hmm. just constantly doing loop and it it was you know a little tiresome but like as soon as i got over that hump i got to uh an area that gave me a magic spell so then i was and in addition to like doing the normal combat, I was able to like cast a fireball in front of me. Nice. So then it was it was incredible. Like how like like and especially since there are only two buttons for it. Like one of them yeah. is just like accepting like dialogue or like buying things. Right. And the other one is basically a pause button, so you <laughs> can go and select like your cures open up healing. your items and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically it. Like that's (laughs) that's. There's nothing else in the game, and like it's surprisingly like deep in like the amount of stuff it has in it. And I'm like, I don't know. Again, if like I got to an area where there were a bunch of uh, like what I thought were entrances that didn't go anywhere, but then Mm -hmm. I also went down another path, and there was a bunch of doors that did lead to things. So like I I don't know if the game is incomplete at this point but at the same time i know that there's still a bunch of other stuff that like i haven't got like done in the game like i know that there's still more content for me to do so like i'm i'm really enjoying it but i'm also like mostly just really excited for what is going to come for this system because i think like people are constantly pushing it to its limits and discovering new ways to get around its limitations and it's just I think it's incredible. I'm,
0: Man. Yeah, you got to, I really am looking forward to when you have a little more time, Randall. Yeah. And you can check out some of this Pico 8 stuff, because every time I'm playing, I'm just like, yeah, although I'm all wrong all the time, obviously, <laughs> as we disagree on Rayman and <laughs> Unruly Heroes, I'm never right when I recommend a game to you anymore. But, uh, always, but every always. time I'm playing Pico 8, I'm just, there's so much shit, on, uh, not shit, there's so much good stuff on there. Yeah. That, like, even if we don't agree on the same games, I mean, there are just so many games like you find and not often, but like a lot of times I'll find a developer and or find a cool game. And like all of a sudden that that developer made like 20 other games nice. yep. so easily access that through the exploring in the, oh. the explore menu and like yeah that just feels like a treasure trove when you're like oh that game was pretty good pretty polished like better than most and then right. all of a sudden you're like oh and they made like 10 other games uh, holy shit i got to check these out so i do yeah, it again i've been high back. stakes like
2: <laughs> yeah christman like i made another game that was uh i think called pork like Which was yeah. I um,
0: I played a tiny bit of that
2: earlier too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's a rogue. Like it it feels um, (laughs) a lot like rogue, and it has honestly, it made me really respect uh Crypto the Necrodancer.
1: Yeah. Because like
2: it has a lot of the like if you just remove the like timing elements from Crypto the Necrodancer, like that is just like a really faithful rogue game. Mm -hmm. Like like in the most like uh literal like definitions of the game like roguelike gets like thrown out a lot but like if you're going back to like actually playing like the original rogue mm-hmm. like that is yeah. exactly the experience of just like a polished like version of that is crypt of the necrodancer or pork like in this huh. case where it was like I was getting into a room and I was just like, yeah, this feels like I'm running into an ASCII, like a kabold, <laughs> which is just a
0: lowercase K. <laughs> like. Yeah. And it felt really good. Yeah. Another cool thing, too, is that same developer, Christman. I think they have a bunch of like packs that you can use where like if you're trying to make your first peek like they have like lessons where you can. I'll have to double check, but I know there's one of the developers. I'm almost positive that was them. So if that, if I am right, I'll put links in the episode description because it seemed like that was like a good place to start i did see some people saying like hey i just made my first game using chrisman's pack and like i I, Mm. they were definitely using that same character from pork like and it was made by somebody else so yeah i'm almost positive i'm correct
2: it's a really supportive community and like i'm oh yeah so grateful that it exists because i think it's just a net positive and overall yeah
0: what a cool thing i'm curious to see I'm curious to see, are you planning on messing around more with the development end of things, John? Because I know you said you were messing with the tile sets a little bit and the music a a tad.
2: I I was, but I think I'm going to hold off to go deeper into that before, like, until I have something of
0: worth anything
2: to, anything worth to show to. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely enjoying, like, going into the music editor and, like, it's it's a fun it's a really really satisfying and it's like it's very streamlined again because everything has these memory limitations and the hardware limitations that are imposed on it like makes it a lot easier to understand than say if you're trying to make something in an snes like sound Mm -hmm. card or a genesis sound card Mm -hmm. like just making it as simple as possible like really
0: constrains you but also makes it a lot of fun to just mess around in that's awesome nice well yeah before we uh wrap up real quick i wanted to just briefly mention one more game real quick and also just say thank you real quick to uh the developer of this game uh zed squadron um and uh they also go by sparky games i believe when i booted up the game but it's a game called sprout uh, and the game has a dash before and after the word sprout because there's another game called Sprout, I think, on Steam. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, the reason I wanted to say thanks is because they actually sent us a copy of the game, uh, and it was a game that like caught my eye a long time ago. I think back when I first made our like Twitter account when we first started the podcast, they were posting like development. Oh, nice! You know, tweets and stuff like that. Um, And just recently, like we were having a conversation and they're like, hey, if you want to check it out. And so we actually I did a stream of the uh, ended up playing through the whole game, which is it's kind of a bite sized 2D platformer, like single screen levels, like really zoomed in tile set, um, you know, really kind of almost Pico 8 style graphics, like a little bit beyond that, but kind of along those lines. And like you essentially just have like a Celeste style dash. That you can dash in, you know, octo-directional, uh, any of eight directions, and you can essentially—it's—it's built around speed running. You're just trying to get through these five zones as fast as you can. There are some collectibles that you can double back for for an extra challenge, Uh, but it was cool. The developer was hanging out in the chat the whole time while uh, I was playing through the game and chatting. There were a handful of other people in there as well, so it was just a ton of fun to play through that game. And that was like the first time we've done like a. Hey, let's sync up and do a stream. We've been doing a lot of streaming lately, but not so much like with the person who made the game hanging out. So I was, even though I was a little nervous because I did feel bad. I was like swearing a bunch and after, <laughs> <laughs> like just at myself, you know. I was just dying a ton. Sure. And like, oh shit, oh shit. And uh, they were like, oh, I was a little worried that you weren't liking the game. I was like, no, no, that means I'm into it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. The more, <laughs> the more I'm screaming at the TV, the more I'm into the game. Because yep. yeah, but I so I felt a little bad because my brother mentioned one time he ducked into one of the streams. He's like, man you swear way too much. So I'm (laughs) always self-conscious about that now. Yeah. I'm playing, I'm trying to (laughs) get on the leaderboards. And that is a cool thing about this game is it does have leaderboards. I had, I came, I'm 35th overall on the, uh, all like for the whole game itself. So, um, but it has each of five zones. There's, uh, I want to say a hundred levels. I think each zone has like 20 single screen levels, but I mean, they are like bite size, like, again, I beat the whole game in probably about 45 minutes, but nice. I will say it, it is certainly a game I intend to go back to and like try to better my times. Nice. And like, it it just felt really fun to play. Each of the five zones had like a new mechanic that it threw in kind of Celeste style where it's like not a new mechanic for your character, but a new mechanic in the level design. Right. So just a really cool game uh, that I kind of like, again, it came out like right at the beginning of the pandemic or shortly thereafter. And I just kind of, fell off my radar and like thankfully got in touch with them again and was like oh yeah we should do a stream so glad we did that and yeah just super wanted to say thanks again and you're streaming all the time squadron yeah all the time i pretty much any game i talk about these days like if i enjoy it which is if i'm talking about on the podcast i enjoy it but if i'm enjoying it i'm probably gonna do like at least a quick like kind of showcase of the game on our uh, twitch or on our youtube so right yeah I guess that's uh, probably as good a place as any to to wrap things up for the night, eh, guys? Mm-hmm. Yes, cool, cool. Well, speaking of the YouTube and Twitch, you know, we got links at the bottom of the episode description here. We've also got Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can find us at pursuingpixels.com. Mm-hmm. You can email us if you want at pursuingpixels at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, link to the Discord at the very bottom. Come hang. We're always throwing out, like, what we're playing, talking about, you know, what else we're looking to play next. Oh, so. Yeah. Give us a shout. Let us know what we should check out next. But uh, otherwise, until then, we will uh, catch you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Yeah. As soon as like I was done like talking on like my third game, I'm like, I am not gonna go into like my own like. That's
0: that's plenty of John talking about Pico for the time being. Hey man, I'll listen. Yeah, I was really I was, I was ready for you to keep going. I was yeah. like, "Hey, he said he was going to talk about the tile sets and stuff." I was like, "Is he? Did he forget?" Yeah. Oh man, but but for real, that so
2: that there was a uh, tutorial. I joined the. I, I have a Reddit account that is specifically for modular synthesizers and mm-hmm. now pico
1: 8 you don't <laughs> like, have to make nice. excuses i've got a reddit account from a long time ago too we all yeah know. it is what it yeah. is yeah it but has like, it's that's, purposes once in a while like <laughs> yeah
2: yeah those are the <laughs> only communities i'm a part of on that but like yep <laughs> man i i was someone like that people just post tutorial videos on there which is nice. great uh nice. also yeah, yeah Kevin, you threw out uh, uh, one of the guys for the music tutorials, and like as soon as like I looked him up, I realized, yeah,
0: that's who I've been watching like five videos in a row. Of. Oh, is it a uh, Gruber? Yeah, Gruber Music. Yeah, every game I play where I'm like, man, this song's got a jam, and then like this song is jamming, and then it's like Gruber Music soundtrack. I'm just like, I wonder if they have like a library of like. Hey, use these in your Pico 8 games. Like, Ooh. feel free to use these, you know. I mean, yeah, like his tutorials are just really, really good. Like
2: they have made one where nice. it's like specifically of uh was like, oh yeah, like there are only five octaves that you can use, but there is a customize or customizable um instrument or waveform that you are they have eight slots for those, and they're like everything is centered to uh middle octave c mm-hmm. and he's like just okay. set like just set any waveform that you want to use to like the bottom octave and then they will be like okay now go an octave lower than that and then like that's how you can go like beyond the capabilities it's like wow just cool like tricks that are uh i i know that yeah. you can rotate tiles so that you don't need to like make like say like if you're making a circle that takes up four squares you only need to make a quarter of it and then rotate it right 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 but like i haven't figured out how to do that so like there's just constantly like little things that are like just little secrets or whatever that uh, you need to like people are really like pushing this to its limit like i'm so excited to get like once we're in like the like end of life cycle, like game level of games that we're, we'll get out of
0: this. Yeah, it's baby. Going to be nuts. Yeah, baby. Well, the crazy thing too is the person that developed Pico Eight also developed a, a. It's like a voxel fantasy console. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked. It looks a little more primitive, but it looks pretty cool. It, it, looks, it definitely really looks like cool. it has some potential. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.